lights over my Look over here So, alright everyone, um, welcome to a new season of Checkmate, a political podcast by Tenementi and Media. Um, by the time you're hearing this, our website is live. It's live, right? With everything. With, lest you forget, um, our historical podcast, if this is your first time hearing anything about it, that's a historical podcast. And then we have Checkmate, the one you're listening to now, which is a political podcast. And we focus primarily on politics in Jamaica, because we are a Jamaican-owned establishment, but... You know, we are all regionalists, so we try our best to speak about issues that are affecting the region, right? Because everybody depends on everybody here. So, yeah. And on this season, we want to open up about one of the major issues that's happening now in the Caribbean, besides COVID, because you know about COVID. And we don't really want to touch that. You understand? You can't just read any newspaper article about that. But when it comes to the Lesser Antilles, there is a volcanic activity happening right and for many jamaicans this is like far out of our reach you don't have volcanic activity in our country or anywhere in the greater antilles but you know we look out for our neighbors so we really want to have an understanding of what's happening in saint vincent and the grenadines and other places in the lesser antilles so um my first guest of the season, special guest of the season, really, is going to be the, the highly esteemed um, Professor Richard E. A. Robertson. He is a geologist and a volcanic volcanology. I guess, you know, if you're first time listening to this, you know, I can't. Yes, volcanic scientist whose interest in understand whose interest in volcanology was inspired by his personal experience during the 1979 eruption of the Sophia Volcano um, in St. Vincent. He has a Bachelor of Science in Geology from UWE and Master of Philosophy in Volcanic Science from the University of Leeds and a PhD in Geology at Mona, Jamaica. He joined the staff at the Seismic Research Center, that's SRC, in 1993 after serving for six years as head of the Sophia Monitoring Unit in St. Vincent. He has served several tours of duty as chief scientist of the Montserrat Volcanic Volcano Observatory and was its director from October 1998 to March 1999. He was then appointed head of the Seismic Research Unit in July 2004 and di- director of the renamed Seismic Research Center in July 2008 to August 2011, then again in October 2012 to October 2019. He has worked in most aspects of the SRC operations, but has mostly close associated with public education and outreach, hazard assessment, and ground deformation. He has a keen interest in the dissemination, like, I have a degree, why may I do this to myself, of scientific information to vulnerable island communities, and is an experienced field researcher as well as an academic. And he's going to speak to, to us today in his um role as one of the researchers who are studying the volcanic activity that's happening in St. Vincent and again in Leeds. So Dr. Robertson, welcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. I, you see, you, 
we deliberately put in some words that twist your tongue, you see? So. Wow. <laughs> wow. And the funny thing, I read this like three times and I had it. But, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> All right. So one of the first things I want to get into, first thing I want to get into is what's happening? What's the nature right. of the volcanic activity? Is it that a new one is forming Can we hear about Dome? Or is it that Mount Sephir is acting up directly? Like, what exactly is the nature of the activity that's happening? Right. So um, when volcanoes erupt is when material come from deep beneath the surface and they come onto the surface of the earth. And as soon as they come out, this thing called magma, which is like liquid rock, um, it becomes solid and it, it starts oozing out as a solid mass. And in Sufre, one of the ways in which Sufre and Simmons erupts is that every now and then, it has these what we call effusive eruptions, which is really like squeezing toothpaste onto the surface. But if you think of the toothpaste as something being sticky and, and tough, and then when it comes out, it becomes little like pieces of rock. That's why it's happening. So it's oozing out quietly at the summit of the volcano. The volcano has an open crater a little bit over one and a half, one and a half kilometers wide. It has a dome in it before that was created in a previous eruption. And right now, on the southern side of that dome, there's another, you know, what we call satellite dome at first. We call it a baby dome, but now again, kind of big, so you can't really call it baby anymore. So um, it's oozing out. It's black. It's like a black mass of rock that's building up on one side of the volcano. And that's, that's happening. Um, and as it does that, it's producing a lot of steam. A lot of gas is coming out, mainly water, but some sulfur, some carbon dioxide. And that's burning the vegetation close by. So, so you know, if you were here looking at the mountain, you probably would just see that burn, and then you see the steaming coming, puffing. You know, it looked like smoke signal somebody doing up there, and that's that's how you know that something is actually happening. Otherwise, you'd have to walk up the mountain and look in to actually see the black mass as there, because you can't see it from from mm-hmm. All right, so it's not like a. Like the the the, the Indonesian um, mm-hmm. volcano that we said that just got boom and everything right. is up in the yeah. air. It's yeah. a very yeah. slow oozing process. Right. Um, at, is at that less stage, dangerous? Mm. No, at this stage, that's what it's doing. Remember, yeah. I've seen that souffle erupts different ways, and one way in which it does is by oozing out this thing. But the other way, which is more dangerous, is when it explodes, just like those Indonesian volcanoes. It it goes boom and it it pushes a lot of material up in the air, creates these big massive clouds of ash that sends sends material all over the place. In fact, you will say now in Jamaica, you, you don't have volcanoes, so you're good. Now in, now in true at all, you could have ash from any volcano you have from a place, including Sufre. So you could get some ash, not a lot, but mm-hmm. a little bit. It's, it's not impossible. So we, it does erupt like okay. that. It does have explosions. And that's one of the things you're looking for, to see if it goes into that kind of stage, because, you know, that's not that's not so good. Okay, understand. So one of the things that have been that have been said about the, the volcanic activity is that it's it has a status of orange. Can yeah. you mm. like dissect what that means? Right. Well, how these volcanoes are usually managed, you know, we monitor them, but then you have civil authorities who have to manage it in the sense that manage it in the context of trying to minimize the harm that people will come to who live because people live on these volcanoes, you know. These these are all of these islands in Eastern Caribbean are built from volcan- volcanic process. They were submarine, like Kikem Jenny, and mm-hmm. then became big islands and big islands, and people go and live on them. And I always make the, the joke that people go and live on them and they forget, wait, that's how the volcano, that's how the mountain, the, the island was created, you know, and that process is still going on. So when the volcano erupted, then they're surprised, but you shouldn't be surprised. That's how the island formed. That's how it get bigger. So um, so I, so here, 
what we do is that we have a system where depending on what the volcano is doing there is a lev- there's an alert level system so if it's if it's not doing very much we see it it's at alert level green if it's doing a little bit more it goes to yellow and then if it's doing a little bit more it looks like it's heading towards explosive explosive activity we go orange when it's in red is when it's, it doesn't have an explosive activity so right now it's at orange because we think that with very little warning, in fact, you could say it's giving you a warning already, it could go into explosive, which makes it a little bit more dangerous than it currently is. Okay, understand. All right. Um, and what, in, in orange, right, that's happening yeah. now, what are some of the hazards that persons around the area are supposed to expect? Because I know um, there have been, um, well, <laughs> um, Ralph Gonzalez has said um, persons are not supposed to be near be, yep. be near it. We saw yep. that young man who's always up there. Um, <laughs> um, there have been. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can I be? I said you saw the pictures of the gentleman um, who's up there all the time. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Saw. <laughs> um, there have been um, alerts that there are carbon dioxide right. that are being um, emitted, sulfur mm. that have been emitted. So, what are some of the hazards that, that right. are currently happening? Well, fortunately, the hazards directly from what is happening is, re- is, is confined, fortunately, to the crater itself. So if you go down the crater, you have to stand next to this hot rock. And this hot rock, how it grows is that it grows by pushing out from inside and oozing a bit more out. And sometimes a bit of it fall off. It spills off like you have a little rock fall. Like. But in this case, because it's a hot rock fall, it's, and when I say hot, you know, I'm talking about things that are over 600 degrees Celsius. So when it falls off, that hot material could come towards somebody who's standing towards it, and it actually moves very fast, and it could it could it could basically kill you. So that's why it's dangerous to be in the crater. In terms of also the crater, and also now extending to the rim of the crater, you have a lot of gas coming out, and one of the gas, some of the gases, if you in if you, you know, if you if you get them into much strong concentrations, they could kill you. So things like carbon dioxide like various compounds of sulfurs. You have hydrogen sulfide, hydrogen chloride, hydrogen fluoride, you have sulfur dioxide. All of these things could, could cause you great harm as well as you know make you not get up when you lie down. So, um, so that's why the rim and the crater floor is considered to be too dangerous for people to visit. But you are asking about at, at a low level orange really. Or, orange says that the, the, the population have to be prepared for potential explosive eruption. Orange says that the volcano is in a state of unrest. In this case, it's actually erupting. But the kind of eruption is doing mm-hmm. it doesn't require them to move. But if it goes to red, or if it looks like it's going to red, people will have to be evacuated or moved off the flank of the volcano because when it's exploding, you need to get them far enough away that they don't get, you know, they don't get killed by the things that come out of the volcano. Okay, understand. Um, you mentioned a lake, right? And you said yeah. the lake is formed just from water, also oozing out. Is the lake of any concern, or is it just like a natural process that that's happening? So mm-hmm. water is going to come out. Yeah, well, if you think of it, we we have a nice open crater, and I would I'd suggest anybody. Well, not now, but if you ever visit it, you have to go to the volcano and see the crater. It's really very beautiful. Um, apart from when you're doing things like this. But it collects water. So when rainfall is like a big bowl collecting water, and there's a lot of water in there. And there is a, a lot of the water actually goes underground because there's a lot of sediment, loose material in there. But but some of it rises above the ground. It, essentially at the top of the water table where there are depressions, you see you see it as a lake. And you, there's a small lake in there. Um, and um, this, I guess the significance is it is that when the water comes into contact with the hot rock, 
you know, depending on how that, that interaction is, it, it, could, it could cause some little explosion which could then lead to other things. Right now, it looks like all I's doing is that the, the hot rock is, is boiling it to steam. So that a lot of the water that is coming, a lot of the gas that is coming out right now is actually just water vapor, just the water that was inside it that's being flashed to steam and, and, and sort of converted in a way that isn't explosive, which is good. So the significance of the water is more because it could cause, it could um, initiate some kind of explosion. Right now, it's not doing that. And, and for all intents and purposes, it looks as how, like, that's how it's likely to go on. That it will just burn the water to steam. Once it's doing that, we we happy. We 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 we're not so worried. But as if it does other things like we right. we'll be worried. All right. So it's not a caldera. It, it's not uh, like no, it's a no. natural. Lake. Yeah. It's a it's a it's an open crater. It's not a huge caldera. No. Okay. Understand. All right. So um. Right, so one of the things um you said that if it reach red, persons have to be evacuated. Evacu- 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 yeah. Persons have to leave. Yeah, have to run. Understand. And you have um countries, mm-hmm, neighboring countries such as Saint Lucia and yeah. Antigua and Barbuda have announced that in that in that instance, right, where there is a volcanic eruption and persons have to be evacuated. They will lend assistance to citizens yeah. um, of St. Vincent. And this brings um, full, it, it, it brings up memories. Well, I wasn't born then, but it brings up memories of the, the period between 95 to 99, there about when, during that Mount fear um, volcanic eruption, right. where That's a lot right. of persons mm-hmm. had to leave oh, St. Yes. Vincent. Mm. And, yeah, and I know you work on that one. Can Most you right. speak in depth about that, just a little historical context, yeah. you know, speak about yeah. in about that eruption and your experiences dealing yeah. with that um, volcanic activity. Well, both that eruption and this one, it wasn't necessary to move the people off the island, mainly because the the really nasty things that the volcano does, it's it's always there's always going to be a part of the island that is safe. So there's always possible for people to stay there. The same thing, even more so in Simitsum, because in Monstrat, the volcano was to a large extent right next to the main area that people lived. So it was like, if you think of Kingston, say, it's, it's like if the um, the Hope Hills or those, they replaced Mona, Mona Heights and all those places where you have some kind of mountains, like if those were volcanoes. And if that volcano goes, then it means that the whole of Kingston gets um, under threat. So that was like Monstrat. Monstrat was like that. So people had to move north. And because it wasn't very developed. They had a hard time finding places to live. So that the question became, you know, even though they had space to put people safely, they couldn't. So therefore, it was easier for people to go off-island. Um, so that's where the off-island thing came on. Um, in St. Vincent's, less so because, remember, St. Vincent's is made up of lots of islands and, and caves. So St. Vincent have St. Vincent the Grenadines. So you have Beckway, Union Island, Kanawan, all of these that could take people, as well as you have a large mass of the island in the south. And most of the development is in the south. So I don't think they, they would mm-hmm. need to move people off island, but they would move. They need to move them off like the northern one third of the island, uh, and that's the less least to the more occupied place. So they they should be okay, and I think they're looking at that now. All right, understand. And the last time, like the so you have the Sophia in mm-hmm. Monster, and then you have Sophia in Saint. Yeah. Sea members yeah. <laughs> and mixed yeah. in that. You know and the last the time that erupted was. Seven... They, they, Can they... you repeat? They, they call them soufres because of the fact that they often emit sulfur and, and souf is a French mm-hmm. word for sulfur. So that's, they are, they, there's a reason for the name. <laughs> All right. 
I just thought they just love to confuse me. Next time. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> they, they, they want to give you a name. The last, <laughs> yeah, it's the last time the Saint Vincent um, fear erupted was right. in '79, I believe. Yes, '79. Right. And yeah. it, it has been. Do- all right. So between '79 and 2020, mm-hmm. late 2020, has there been any um volcanic activity that has been happening mm-hmm. that has been monitoring there, or is just 2020 just? Spur was this right. expected at any point? Was there a prediction or anything? Right. right. Well, well, we don't. Sufraya so volcano that we we never consider to be really dormant. We don't use them terms because Sufraya Sufraya always erupts every now and then, and then it's relatively quiet. But it's never completely quiet. So since for the last forty-one years, we have had periods when you've had earthquakes associated with Sufraya because they have magma down mm-hmm. the surface that's always trying to come come up, and and as it does that, as it sort of shifts a little bit and move a little bit. You, you, you detect the movement as earthquakes. And, and we have always had that. There are a number of islands in the, in the Eastern Caribbean that you have that happening. You have periods when you have ele- what we call elevated seismicity or earthquakes associated with them because the magma down below is trying to move. And, and that's normal. Um, that's normal that they do this from time to time. And that's how they behave. And Sufra is no different. But you ask the question about whether or not we knew something was going to happen. No, we didn't, because again, Sufra is one of those volcanoes that goes from being really, really quiet. It's like it's like a sleeping giant. It wakes up immediately and starts doing things, and, and then it's sleeping. Next thing you know, it's snoring completely. It don't it don't do anything. So that's how Sufra operates. So the first time we had any indication recently that sort of you know it looked like it was trying to wake up was in November. We had a few earthquakes, um, but nothing to get too excited about. And it moved from a few earthquakes and, and then quietened down to really, next thing you know, was magma at the surface. Who's no? Understand, understand. And has COVID, because we're in the middle of a pandemic, mm-hmm. has COVID complicated this situation even more? Yes. As in when it comes yes. to yes. like evacuating or persons mm-hmm. or is it? Yeah. yeah. No, COVID, COVID, if they have an explosive eruption, no, and they have to evacuate people. COVID is going to make it very difficult. In fact, it's already making it difficult because one of the things that you do know when it's doing what it's doing is that you'll have a lot of public meetings, you'll have a lot of information going to the people, telling people what they should prepare for, what they should do, and that kind of thing, you know, outreach to people. And it's limited what you could do um, because you can't gather, and especially now, since there's a spike. So COVID, this is, if you could think of one of the worst times to have a volcano erupting, is in the middle of a health crisis like this, um, unfortunately. But, you know, they're managing to do some things. Um, last night, for example, the last two nights, because we can't gather, the National Emergency Management Organization, who's the agency responsible and, and um, the scientific group, we actually went to the communities and we use our loudspeaker, you know, like, like when you have political meetings, that kind of thing, or a loudspeaker going to and from their um, places. That's what we were doing last night, because people can't gather, so you have to stand in a vehicle and, sh- and basically tell them certain things about the volcano. So you have to come up with new ways of of reaching out people mm-hmm. because you can't gather them. Mm-hmm. Understand, understand. Mm. All right. And so another thing I want to get into is that a well, hundred miles, probably, probably there, a hundred miles north mm-hmm. of what's happening in St. Vincent is um Martinique is having an issue with oh. Mount Pele. And for persons who... And where Montpellier was is, and I'm going off a linear, is the first um 
natural disaster that happened in the 20th century in the Caribbean. So Mount Pillar erupted in 1902 and um, over 30,000, 35,000 persons were killed. There's the famous um, prisoner who was stuck uh-huh. in an underground um, uh, prison who was the only one who survived. And um, there's a um, St. Pierre, I believe, was the only, was like complete, like wipe off the map. Yep. Um, so yeah, that was like the first, like, first natural disaster that happened and then years later we had um coming off that anniversary actually the 1907 kingston earthquake and right. then the fire that came so yep. th- that that decade was a lot still but um Montpellier is acting up yep. right um can you speak about that and what's happening there and should we be alerted about what's happening mm-hmm. in um martinique well i mean the volcanoes in the region have always done their things Sometimes coincidentally, sometimes around the same time, sometimes different. And and yes, you're correct. They have, from what the authorities in Martinique said, the Martinique um, scientists there, they say they've had um, increase in seismicity such that it has caused them. I, I believe they changed the level of alert. I believe also in Guadeloupe, they had changed the level of alert there because of similar things a couple of years ago, I think. Um, and we ourselves, we recently went through a period of elevated seismicity in Dominica. So for whatever reason, the region right now for the last couple of years have been shaken up a little bit um, volcanic-wise and also seismic-wise. Um, I, You know, people always, when those things happen, people wonder if there's a connection between them. There isn't a connection between the volcanoes, but they're all related to the same process of, you know, what they call subduction, you know, one part of the earth dipping on the other. And producing volcanoes and magma. We that's the, the oceanic and continental plate. Right, yeah, right, right, right. Geonology, <laughs> right. So, so it's related like that. But, but yeah. So it's just indicative of the fact that you know, because of the fact that volcanoes don't erupt very often in the Caribbean. You know, in, in Indonesia, in Hawaii, you see volcanoes erupting all the time, and people get accustomed to them, and they, you know, they, they learn how to deal with them. Just like we we deal with the hurricanes, we don't deal with Earthquakes and certainly volcanoes like that, because they're so infrequent and obviously mm-hmm. one that cause damage. I think it just means that in this time, in this century, in you know, in the next couple of years, it's the volcanoes are telling us, well, they're still around, you know. So you have to make sure you have plans in place. And and I must tell you that okay. even though I hear you saying that Jamaica far away, you don't have volcanoes. That's true. One long long time ago you had, but they're all dead now. That doesn't mean that you can't be affected mm-hmm. because of the ash. The ash would affect, it might get to you, but also more importantly, if they go explosive, any of them, they would affect aviation. They would affect planes flying through the region. So you, it would it would affect your flight. Okay. So you might not be able to you might not be able to fly directly to certain places. So it can affect the region, and therefore it's a problem that the region has to, you know, consider and, and not ignore. And there I I'm 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 half in tune with Trinidad news, half in tune with Jamaica news. Um, and there's been um a series of like sharks along the coast. Is that related yeah. to the volcano in any way or person? Can I speak more on that? Um, not really. I I I've I've heard I've investigated it myself. I've heard different stories about it. Um and I I mean in fact I've at the at the meeting that we at the gathering we had yesterday, one of the fisherwomen, one of the village we're in is where they have um, people who fish, and one of them came and told me about incidences here locally. Um, so I don't know. I don't know the connection. It, you know, people have said that it has to do with the fact that maybe they're feeling vibrations, or maybe they smell, they're, they're sensing things. You know, there's a lot of gas coming out. Mm-hmm. 
But I would not have thought, thought initially that there would be a connection. Um, and I don't know enough mm-hmm. about the the, um, the marine creatures to know whether there is. But I, I believe that some people are saying that there is. So, you know, it's something to look at. We'll have to check. Maybe it might be a way in which we could help monitor these volcanoes in the future. You never know. We'll, say, we'll have to see. Understand, understand. And before we go, I just want to speak on what ex- what exactly is the UA Seismic Center doing right. at the moment? Like on the ground, what's the day to day process like? Um, what exactly are you guys doing there? Right. Yeah, well, we're doing things like what I'm doing now, talking to people, right? <laughs> but more importantly, one of the reasons when the volcanoes erupt in the region, we are the agency are monitoring routinely. But when something is happening, um, we are we are um, we respond, so we send a team. So we sent a team here um, of three persons, and essentially what the team does is put in additional monitoring stations to to beef up what we're doing and to really get more detailed view of what's happening in the mountain. So we had a team of three initially. We had two other persons coming, so we have five persons have been here for a week. We do a lot of work in terms of putting in seismic stations, um, stations to monitor not only for earthquakes, which is what seismics do, but also monitor for deformation of the ground. So we put in a lot of what we call GPS stations. Um, we put in stations to monitor gas. We put in cameras. Um, and we take a lot more closer look at the volcano and see what it's doing. And, I mean, and then in the background, um, those of us who are not physically here, who are busy putting in stations and doing all these networking things, we, we do a lot of research. We intensify the research on the island. We discuss a lot about what we think is happening. Because essentially what we're trying to do, really, is to collect information about what is happening, to use that information and use knowledge about what we know of how these systems operate, both this one and others like it, to come up with some kind of model or idea of what is happening and therefore use that to drive our, our prognosis about what could happen, you know, and therefore advise the authorities so that they could take action to really do the main thing, which is to save people's lives. Because volcanoes are dangerous. Volcanoes in the Eastern Caribbean are very dangerous because of the things that they do when they explode, when they have explosive eruptions. So people need to be able to know what they need to do to, to reduce the impact. You Often it's evacuation, but there are a number of other things that they can do to minimize the harm. And, and that's what we're really here for, to, to save lives, save livelihoods, make sure that people get off the mountain in time and nobody gets killed. Understand. And you said all of this is happening in the north, and majority of the, con- the the population is in the south. So there's a little leg room if evacuation is needed, right? Just <laughs> so. Well, yeah, we, well, yeah. One of the main things we're trying to do is make sure that we could give that that heads up, so that people. In the case of Saint Vincent, mm-hmm. there's a bit of a challenge in terms of moving people. It's not just simply moving the people, which is one thing, but. In some areas, depending on where they live, they need to move really early so that they get past a particular barrier that could become a serious barrier once it starts. So it becomes a little bit more ticklish in a place like St. Vincent. It's not just moving them, but you want to move them early enough that they could get out in time. All right. And before you go, is there anything... Because I feel this is a regional episode, so I'm sure many persons across the, um, the the region are going to be listening. Is there anything you would like to say to persons um, who are ignorant about the issue or still skeptical about the issue or, or not paying attention to what's happening right now? Is there anything? I'll give you like two minutes to say anything at all that oh, you man. want to tell people. Yeah. I could speak for more than two minutes, you know. But anyhow, um, no, I think that, <laughs> that people... Um, 
people tend to think, you know, it, there's a lot of interest in this volcano, and, and that's probably good. Um, it's good. I suggest that people listen to the good source of information, you know, the authoritative sources, uh, Nemo, Seismic, we put out a lot of information. But I think you need to reflect also on where you are. No matter where you are in this Caribbean region, it's likely that if a volcano goes up, Europe erupts explosively, it's going to affect you in some way. It might affect you directly because you get ash. It might affect you indirectly because it affects your, your, your air travel. But it could also affect you because people want to move to the place that you live where you are because they want to get out of harm's way. So it's useful for us to be aware of the hazards, both because of the effect it could have on us, but also what it would have on the other people. We live in one region, you know, we're all, you know, Caribbean people. So we really need to understand what, as Caribbean people, we have to deal with so that we could live sustainably here in this region. And, and one of the things that we have to learn to live with is volcanoes. So use this eruption to learn as much as you can so that you could, you know, make take action that is, is in the interest of, of yourself, your family, and the whole region. All right, understand, sir. Thank you. So the local Jamaicans, you understand? Because we're, we're up and we're the only Anglo um phone country in the Greater Antilles. I mean, Bahamas is in a whole room by himself, but it's we kind of disconnect from everything that's happening in the Lesser Antilles socially and geographically. Yeah. But yeah, so um, I love that you touched on that, that we're one region, you have to be in tune with what's happening in every in all other countries um but yeah thank you so much for um coming on the, the podcast our first guest of the season I, I, elated yeah. um and i first heard about this we i was following the, the, the this um the saint vincent election um he, um ralph gonzalez got his his fifth term we're definitely following and i think december 29th heard volcano like you know pandemic like why <laughs> so many things dealing with yeah. at the moment and um i'm just extremely um grateful that you came on and was able to share some immense knowledge and i hope you and your team are being safe um while studying underground and um yeah just pandemic the volcanic um activities that arise like just being safe and sure everything is okay um but yeah to all our listeners, that's our episode, first episode. Um, hope you guys learned a lot. Um, you can follow us at Tenement Yard Media on Twitter, Instagram. There's probably another social media one, I probably I forget, but it's fine. You can check out the website www.tenementyardmedia.com, right? And also, we will be dropping the links to um the US Seismic Center on the website, so you guys can just click and that will take you directly to the website and the social media pages of um US seismic center so you can keep up to date there's also um news clippings of the volcano and what is happening there so yeah we'll take care of you and that's another information we are shared with you so yeah that's our episode walk cf we're in a mask um be alert yeah and all those niceness so i'm davy and um yeah probably probably hear me next time